0: This podcast is a production of Faith Living Church. If you like what you hear, join us for church sometime at our Plainsville, Connecticut location, Saturdays, 6 p.m. or Sundays, 9 and 11 a.m. Or online, anytime at faithlivingchurch.com. Does
1: anybody remember what we were talking about last week? How did you guess that so quickly? Yeah, it is kind of obvious, isn't it? Well... <clears throat> It is a phenomenal topic. It genuinely is a phenomenal topic when you begin to study what the Bible tells us about providence. But uh, let me see here. i just start off with uh, <clears throat> something in my bag. Sometimes I never get to my bag. Y'all, you, you, you ever seen that happen? It's like, somebody goes, what's in the bag? I gotta know what's in the bag. I'm going like, you got to come back next week, (laughs) you know. But here is one item that is in the bag. Anybody have a clue what that might be? Radio. Absolutely. (laughs) It does have a flashlight on it. (laughs) You have one of those too? (laughs) Uh, Okay. But it also can charge from your car, from your wall socket. It also has these solar panels on there. It also has three AA batteries. And then it has these other three little bitty batteries as a backup to these three AA batteries. Let's see. You get solar panel, You get a little grinder jig there. And I reckon they don't want you to run out of power, you know. Anyhow... I was using it last night, and it, it worked pretty good, you know. Anybody uh, know what that is? Fishing pole. That's what I'm talking about. Yes. Okay. Reel in that big old fish there. You see there? Boy, this thing is really set for the survival or something or another like that. Uh, let me see here. told us how big the waves were out at the coast, you know. Do you notice that it picks up better in certain places? Well, I don't really have time to fiddle with this thing today but I've had radios in the past and there's a local radio station. I don't even know if the thing is still in existence, but it's like a quarter of a mile around on the back roads over here. There's a uh, a local radio station or at least what it used to be. And it would be very staticky and hard to, to bring in and things like that. But if you pointed it toward it or you, you pointed the antenna toward it, it came in really crystal clear. You know, so you learn you just kind of got to you lean in toward it, and you got a better reception. Well, <clears throat> we'll think about that for just a moment, okay? <clears throat> Let me read you a passage as we start talking about providence today. It says here in Philippians 4.19, it says, and this is the Apostle Paul talking, he says, And this same God, uh, the same God ...who takes care of me. This is Apostle Paul saying... ...the same God who takes care of me... ...he says... ...will supply all our needs. Now... ...what percentage is all? 100%... 100%. ...will supply 100% of our needs... ...from his glorious riches... ...which have been given to us... ...in Christ Jesus. When we're in relationship to Jesus... All these provisions, of the providence of God finds its way, and all 100% of our needs are, are, are met from God's glorious riches. Not just the stuff that's down here on earth, but from God's glorious riches. The apostle says here God who takes care of him will supply 100% of what we have need of, you know, when we're in Christ. Jesus is what he's talking about. If we'll look to him. So you imagine you're going to check the weather, you're going to check the news on your radio, you turn the radio on, you find the local stations and all that. signal's not very, very powerful, you know, and uh, there's a lot of static, a lot of interference, which we already heard. But if you face the old radio and the antenna, in the direction of the station it'll be a lot stronger and you're going to hear a whole lot better listen to what it says here in James 1:17 it says whatever is good and perfect comes to us from God above whatever is good and perfect comes to us from God above who created all heaven's lights have you ever seen any lights in the heavens? Have you, have you ever seen a shooting star? I mean, usually after like 1 o'clock at night, if you're out there, and you lay on a blanket in the middle of the lawn, you know, after 1 o'clock, you can usually see more. For some reason or another. That's just my history, what we have discovered over the years. And that star is not the same as it always was. Stars burn out that were bright, and some of them, and they just go out in a, a blaze of glory and they burn up and they disappear. And, and so all those lights are not always the same. They're, they're burning out, you know, they're getting dimmer, maybe they shoot off in the distance, to get further away from us. But it says here, whatever is good and perfect comes to us from God above, who, God above, created all heaven's lights. He created the sun, And the moon, and we know the moon has no original light of its own. It just reflects the sun's lights, you know, and all. But it says, who created the heaven's lights. Unlike them, unlike the stars that do burn out and all, unlike them, he never changes. God doesn't change. So once you figure out God, once you figure out the things he wants us to know about him, and He wants us to discover these wonderful truths. Once you figure these things out, boy, it changes your life forever. It's just like gravity. Once you figure out gravity, you know, if you drop it, it's going to fall to the floor. I mean, it's a pretty good thing to know, right? You know, you don't just jump off top of a house and think you'd like to. No, boom, gravity is going to work. Once you figure out God's Word, it changes our lives forever. Now, God is the source of all that we need. And, you know, we best receive his gifts when we keep our heart and our eyes turned toward him. You know, just like the old radio. You just turn your heart and you turn your eyes toward him and we stay in focus. Uh, You guys ever get distracted? Excuse me. Back away. You guys ever get distracted? Yes, sir. Brian, what are you doing? About? Are you dreaming about fishing or something? What are you doing? <laughs> just picking on your brother. We get distracted. Excuse me a second. Man, right they corner pretty good. Yeah, that's pretty good. Oh, this in here got a little chip in it. Uh, I'll be back with you in just a few moments here. Yeah, this, uh... I do if this thing's in tune here or not. Oh, uh, yeah, I, yeah, I can... Y'all still here? How easy is it for us to get distracted? Lots of things that can distract us in this day and time. And that's why we got to turn our hearts and our eyes toward him and say focus. I mean, point our antenna toward him, you know, keep our focus on the almighty God. That's what I'm trying to say here. It says here in Psalms 123 verse 1, It says, I lift my eyes to you. I lift my eyes to you. I'm keeping my focus on you, almighty God. I mean, every good thing, every perfect thing, it comes from you. And and you don't change, although the the lights that you created in the heavens, they change. They burn out and whatever, but you don't change. And I, I lift my eyes toward you. He says, I lift my eyes to you, O God, enthroned in the heavens he's the one who supplies 100% all of our needs. He genuinely does. Now, <clears throat> let me just give you the definition of providence once again. Providence, it means foresight. You can see into the future just a little bit. You, you plan. You pr- prepare. You know, foresight and, and forethought. You think that God sees into the future? Yeah. You know, uh, when I was a, a young boy, church I went to, they had a a missionary they supported occasionally and he came and he told us a story. And uh, he was trying to share the gospel with people on an island. And uh, they had no metal tools of any kind. Everything they worked with was wood, you know. So they'd wear out probably quicker. They had to be made more often I suppose. But he was talking about how Jesus was crucified and how he was nailed to a cross. And they're going, huh? And with their language, it was a little bit difficult for him to explain. So he found some thorns. Thorns were made out of wood, and it'd break real easy. It's like, what? You know? And he—it's just a simple little thing to explain to these people, these tribes people, how Jesus was crucified. He was nailed to a cross, and he just failed to be able to explain that to them in a way that satisfied them. And one day you know, the provisions would come to the missionaries in a great big old 50-gallon barrel. And in that barrel was all their food provisions for who knows however long, a month or two or three or whatever, and some clothes and, you know, some Bibles in the language that they even had a Bible in that language yet. Anyhow, as he was going through the missionary barrel, he found some of these great big old cans of peaches. And in the can... Was a great big long rusty nail. Now, what would you do if you found a long rusty nail in your can of peaches? You would go back where you bought them and you would complain to the manager, maybe even file a lawsuit. What are you trying to give me? Pull you in or something or other? But this guy, he saw that somehow, somewhere, some way, this nail got put or dropped or. Whether it was on purpose or at, we don't know. But we know that God had that nail in that can of peaches. Because he took that nail and he went and showed it to the people he was trying to tell about Jesus being crucified. And these were nailed through Jesus' hands and held him to a cross. And then he told the story about where he got the nail. And it was just kind of a miraculous thing. But that's that's uh, uh, foresight. God has foresight. Providence. God will lead you and guide you in the best pathway for your life. And there's providence. God's thought about everything. There's foresight. There's forethought. It means to consider in advance, to make preparations for, before ever needed, to care for, to supply provisions, protection, guidance, you know, all for us. It's, it's God providence. It's the providence of God. He he thinks about us. He loves us and he's going to always take good care of you no matter what it is that you have need of. Anyhow, it says here in 1 John chapter 3 verse 22 it says, and we will receive we, that's us, we will receive whatever we request. This is talking about from God. We will receive whatever. Now, what do you think the percentage, when you're talking about of whatever? Whatever you want here in the store, whatever you want out there, whatever. I mean, what percentage is whatever? It's pretty close to 100%. You know, it's like take whatever you want out of Walmart, you know, take whatever you want. Out of Sears, take whatever you want. Out of Agway, take whatever you want. Out of Tractor Supply, take whatever you want. Out of a Home Depot, that means whatever. It's a hundred percent. Anything we gather, take it. Well, he's saying right here, and we will receive whatever we request. But there's a condition, because, because. Because we will receive whatever we request from God because we obey him. Oh. Now, I know a lot of people, when they hear the word obey, the hair bristles on the back of their neck. Obey? Uh, You know? Why do I have to obey? I just want to do what I want to do. It says, we will receive whatever we request because we obey him. We obey him and do the things that please him. This is not just mere chance. This is obedience. This is obedience. We receive whatever we request because we obey him. And we need to understand this obedience saying, you know, obedience is pictured in the scriptures. It's a love response. It's not like, Oh, shucks, I got to obey now. It's like, oh, God's been so good to me. He answers my prayers and he takes care of us all in all. And he wants me to do what? Oh, this is my love response. I'm just, yes, yes. I, what do you want me to do? See, obedience is is, is a love response to God. Oh, well, you want me to do that? You, you, you've made the, the absolute best pathway for my life. And you want me to do this and go this way and go over here and do that? absolutely. I love you. And how can I show you my love almighty God? You know, that's, and we will receive whatever we request because we obey him and do the things that please him. Verse 23 says, and this is his commandment. All oh, commandments. Oh, Here comes them commandments. Oh, we just hate command. We we don't like being told, well, you got thou shall, thou shall, and thou shall not. We don't like to be told what to do. But he says here, and this is his commandment. We must believe in the name of his son, Jesus Christ. That don't sound so bad, does it? To believe in his son who gave his life for us, who died in our place to pardon us, to wash all of our sins away. And this is his commandment. We must believe in the name of his son, Jesus Christ. And there's another commandment here. And love one another just as he commanded us. So does not sound so horrible to obey that. Just to love our neighbor as ourself. There's only two commands that we really get to obey. Love the Lord with all your heart, your soul, your mind, your strength. And then love your neighbor as yourself. If we'll abide by those two commands... You will fulfill every other command because if you do those, loving God with all your heart, soul, mind, and then love your neighbor as yourself, you'll, you will automatically obey all the other commands. That's just the way it is. So he says here, and this is his commandment, we must believe in the name. Would you say The name. Yeah, one of you said it. Can we all say that together one time? The name. The name. Okay, let's try one more time. Only count of three. The name. There's an important reason I ask you to say the name. And this is the commandment we must believe in the name of His Son. And what's His Son's name? Jesus Christ, Jesus it Christ says right here in the Bible. And love one another as He commanded us. Okay, Psalms 34, verse 9, it says, let the Lord's people show him reverence. Uh, Show him awe. Show him respect. Show him honor. Uh, Revere him. It says, let the Lord's people show him reverence for those who honor him Will have all, what, what percentage is all? 100%. 100%. He says, those who honor him, not dishonor him. And there's lots of ways we could honor God, there's lots of ways we can dishonor God. And he says, let the Lord's people show him reverence, for those who honor him will have all they need. You honor him with your, your words. You honor him with your actions. You just honor him with your life, with, with what you have. Uh, you just honor God. And he's telling us that for those who honor God, honor him, will have all they need. Now, that's in my Bible. I, I believe it 100%. I, I, I do believe it, that if I honor God, I'm going to have all that I need. That's what he says right here. We've already read Paul say, my God, uh, you know, who I serve, he's going to supply all your needs according to his riches and glory. It's all going to come to you through Christ Jesus because you have a relationship with him. You know, anyhow, then picking up here in Psalms 34, we just read verse 9, let's read verse 10. It says, even strong lions, you know, the king of beasts, Even strong lions sometimes go hungry. The king of beasts, the Bible says, sometimes starve. Even strong lions sometimes go hungry. But those who trust in the Lord will never, not ever, at no time, absolutely not lack Any good thing. And that's what our word never means. Not ever. At no time. Absolutely not. Those who trust in the Lord. Now the lions may go hungry. They may not be as fast and as stealthy as we thought they were. They may go hungry. But those who trust in the Lord will never lack any good thing. That's pretty astounding. Do you think there's any possibility that could be true? Yes. I believe it also. 100%. God says this in his word and then we just keep going after passage after passage after passage. After. Uh, have we missed this all along? Those who trust in the Lord will never lack any good thing. And the, the, the way we obtain the providence or the provisions that God has made for us it's, it's by faith. It, 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 and it's by believing. It's the same thing. It's by trusting. All those are lumped together in the same little package. And we obtain the provisions. We, we obtain the providence of God by faith, by believing, by, by trusting him. And we're seeing, trust in the Lord, you'll never lack any good thing. How many of you want to lack bad things? Yes. All the bad stuff, just keep them away. It's like, yeah, that's okay. I don't want any bad thing. But he says here in his word, if we trust in him, you'll never lack any good thing. That's what, that's what my Bible says. Listen to what it says here in Psalms 37, verse 3. It says, trust in the Lord. And you have some actions. When you trust, faith of works is dead. It says, trust in the Lord and do good. Then you will live, how? Yeah. Safely in the land and f- prosper. Now, Talking about safely, I got a phone call yesterday from a young lady, very vital part of our congregation here. And she told me this little guy, Ethan. Do y'all know Ethan, Jose, and Jen Gonzalez's son, little one? He got hit by a car Aww. yesterday. And I, I found out about it. We prayed for him, and then I uh, got a little bit messy. I said, well, he's talking now, you know, and that, that's a good sign. I said, please be praying for him. There was two cars where he lives, and he was on a little mini bike or something, and he scooted out between these two parked cars, and a lady came on and ran over him. And uh, it wasn't really her fault, you know. But they said, Would you please pray for Ethan and pray for this woman? You know? So we began to pray for her. Susan did, and a couple other people. We said, Hey, would you begin to pray for, for Ethan and all? And then we heard that when well, he was talking, he was standing up and off. And then off they took him to uh, some hospital somewhere and got him all checked out and all that. I reckon when you get hit by a car, it's a good thing to check things out, you know? And, uh, I was sending some texts to his mama and his daddy and I was saying, you had a couple of big angels watching after you, you know, that's, that's what I said. And, uh, then a little bit later I got a phone call and it was Ethan. It was, mama and dad was in the background, but it was Ethan. He said, Pastor Ron I said, yeah, this is Ethan. He said, thank you for praying for me. I got two big angels watching after me. That's what he told me, you know, and, uh, he, yes, you can give him a applause. Absolutely. That's fantastic. Somehow or another, and he had his helmet on. I think it was a providence of God that he had it on. A lot of people have helmets, but they don't necessarily wear them, you know. He had the thing on, and then he said, Hey, we're going out to Chili's <laughs> instead of church. You know? I was just a little disappointed because I couldn't go with them, you know what I'm saying? Uh, cause so they're going to celebrate, but God took care of him. Amen. Do you believe that God takes care of people? Amen. Well, why don't we just believe that God's going to take care of us and God's going to take care of those all around us? Well, why don't we just believe that? Why don't we just believe the best? Isn't the enemy of our soul always trying to get us to believe something negative? Does he ever bombard you with negative thoughts? You know, Something bad's going to happen. You know, things are going too good now. Something bad's got to happen, you know, blah, 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 and all like that, you know. That's what the enemy of our soul is always trying to convince us of. And, and last night, I don't know, it was after 11 o'clock, we got a call from our, our uh, Judah, our oldest son, and his wife Carolyn. And their littlest one is, uh be three this week, uh, just, just as cute as a button those little curls and all but he's just so congested he could hardly breathe and they had to take him to Yale uh, New Haven in the middle of the night last night you know and he had these different kind of breathing treatments and they had had to stay for a long time so went over to the kids and Susan went in just checked on the kids because they didn't go and I was out there in the car and I was contacting some of you and saying, would you be praying for Judson, you know? And I was praying out there. And uh, you know what? Uh, It was around 2.30 before they could come home, but they said he's breathing better. Now, I believe the treatments probably did help, but I believe the prayers really made the big difference for him. But the enemy, of our soul would always try to get us to be negative, He would, but why can't we just believe what God says? Why can't we have faith? Why can't we just trust in the providence that God's going to do what God says he's going to do? And there's so much we're going to find out in his word today uh, uh, about that. Anyhow, let's see, where was I at anyhow? Oh, talking about the lion. It says, Psalm 34, verse 10 says, Even strong lions sometimes go hungry, But those who trust in the Lord will never lack any good thing. Hmm. And then we read Psalms 37, verse 3, verse 4, verse 5, about commit everything you do to the Lord. Trust him and he will help you. And then Mark chapter 9, verse 23. And there was a dad here who was having some problems with his Kid, and he's asking, Lord, well, if you can do something, well, come and help my kid. If you can do something, and Jesus needed just to set this record straight He created the planet, He created you, He created the eyeball, and the ears, and the nose, and every little minute part of everything that's ever been created. Jesus did it in the book of Mark, chapter 9, verse 23. Jesus says, What do you mean? If I can, what do you mean if I can? Question mark, Jesus asked. Anything is possible. What percentage y'all say anything is? 100% is possible. Here comes a condition. If a person believes. If you don't believe God can do it, you tie God's hands. You usually get what you believe. You're expecting something good is going to happen. It's probably going to happen. You expect something bad going to happen. You're probably going to get what you was expecting. And Jesus said right here, what do you mean if I can, Jesus? Anything is possible if a person believes. So we must do everything within our power to read his word, to memorize his word, to sing his word, to study his word, because faith comes by the word. And he says anything. Oh, anything. Everything is possible if a person believes. God's best provisions are found when they're in union with Christ. When we're in Christ. You know, that, that's when the provisions are found. Listen to what it says. That means when we're in a close relationship. Listen to what it says in John fifteen seven. A familiar passage but listen it says but if you stay this is Jesus if you stay joined to me if you abide in me if, if if you remain in me if you stay joined to me and you know what that looks like right my wife is not here she usually sits right there She, huh she was there. Hmm. She's blowing my object lesson. This is a good object lesson. When it comes to Christ, you should never leave Him or abandon Him. You should always be there for. Him. Thank you, guys.
0: That's okay. They're taking
1: Judson to, to the doctor. Oh, they are? Okay. Well, we're going to pray for him again. But now, here, Susan is representing Jesus, okay? And we're going to stick together. <laughs> Do you ever stick together with Jesus like this? You know, it's like you really wouldn't appreciate what I'm. (laughs) We get distracted. But, you know, you can come over here. Jesus, see, Jesus had longer hair than I have. So that's why she's being Jesus right now. But, you know, for the last year and a half, we we pray at the end of every service, haven't we? Mm -hmm. Every service we've ever had for the last year and a half or something like that. And we always pray like this. And, and this is like we remain together. We're abiding. We're, we are together. We can't hardly get any closer than this, you know. And this is what the passage is talking about. When you, you remain, you're, you're in union. You're, you're abiding in Christ. You remain in him. And uh, I just found out when you did that Judson... It's taken him back to the hospital. Is um, that right? The
0: pediatrician. Jesus the pediatrician. Okay. Sound good.
1: Yeah. Okay. So why don't we pray? Can, can we pray for my grandson? Absolutely. Yes. Well, Papa, God, we come before you in the name of your son, Jesus. Yes, Father. And we acknowledge that your kingdom has come. Yes, Father. And your will is being done on this earth yes, the same way your will is being done in heaven. Yes. We acknowledge that is true and that your kingdom has come to Judson yes. and, and your will is being done in him on this earth right now at his pediatrician the same way your will is being done almighty God in heaven. Yes. And you said if two of us would agree on this earth concerning anything we ask it be done. And we agree together that you would allow your kingdom powers to flow into Judson and open up his lungs and help him to breathe and just totally heal and cure him from all that ails him right now.
0: Yes, Lord.
1: And all those who agree with that joins me and we say, amen. 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 But now don't forget, this is, this is what I'm... Don't go away, Jesus. Just hang <laughs> on there right there for a second. But if you stay joined to me, if you stay... Because just because you joined somebody don't mean you're going to stay joined, does it? And he says, if you say joined to me and, and and my word remains in you, in, in, in your mind, in your head, and in your heart, uh, that's what Jesus is telling us. There's something very significant about this. Uh, Jesus, you may go and be seated <laughs> now, okay? Thank you for helping me out here. It says here, but if you stay joined to me, not just occasionally visit, but if you stay joined to me and my word remains in you, in, in, in your mind, in your, your head, you meditate upon it. it, it remains in your heart, you chew on it, it becomes alive in you. If you stay joined to me, if you abide in me, he's saying, and my word remains or abides in you, that don't sound too complicated. You may ask any request you like, and it will be granted. Jesus said that. Jesus said, "Abide in me, and my word abides in you. You can ask anything you want; that's, that's what he said, and it will be granted." And my true disciples—they produce much fruit. There's a lot of prayers being answered by true to true. Disciples, there's much fruit, and, and this brings great glory or honor to my f- Father. Did you know when your prayer is being answered, did you know that honors God? Yes. Absolutely does. When you're praying prayers and they're not being answered, it don't really honor God. When you're praying about things and things are happening, it honors God, and you can't wait to turn around and say, let me tell you what happened. And you tell people, well, half of God help me out in this pickle, in this situation there. And it brings honor to God. And, 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 and Jesus is telling us, you know, answer prayer honors God. And, and God wants to answer our prayers. Now, let's continue on. John sixteen twenty three. It says, at that time, and, and the time he's referring to is after the resurrection. Now, have we already passed the resurrection or is the resurrection not come yet? Jesus, we celebrate Easter, Resurrection. Okay, <clears throat> so at that time, after the resurrection of Jesus, at that time Jesus says, "You, look at the neighbor. And say, He's, talking He's talking about you. He's talking about you. He's talking about you, and you, and you, and you." At that time, after the resurrection, you won't need to ask me. This is Jesus talking. He says, after the resurrection, you won't need to ask me for what? For anything. Wow. Really? After Jesus rose from the dead, Jesus says, you won't need to ask me, Jesus, for anything. That's what he's saying here. You don't need to ask me for anything. The truth is, and wouldn't you expect Jesus to tell the truth? He is the way, the truth, and the life. At that time, you won't need to ask me for anything after the resurrection. The truth is you can go directly to the Father and ask him not to marry, not a saint, not a religious leader of some kind. Jesus says the truth is you can go directly to the Father and ask him. Now, how many of you like to you know, add a couple about five extra hours to your commute every day because it's heavy, heavy, heavy traffic? Do you all love traffic? Is that a yes or is that a no? No. Wouldn't you like to just get directly where you're going? Like somebody comes by and says, hey, listen, I got a helicopter. I'll just pick you up drop you over there. Are you serious? Yeah, let's do it that way. We don't want to just add a lot of distraction to our life. Uh, Listen to what Jesus is saying here. The truth is you can go directly, not all the traffic, not all the distraction. You can go directly to the Father and ask him and he will Grant your request because you use my name. Jesus said that. The disciples said, the Lord, teach us how to pray. Jesus had all of his, you all remember him teaching them how to pray? You know, sit down and just, and just say, Dear Jesus, we need you to help us. Oh, wait, no, that's not what he said. Holy Spirit, we need you to provide our. What did he say? Our Father. Our Father, Papa God, which art in heaven, hallowed, holy, majestic, awesome is your name. And I want to tell you another prayer that's really not biblical. May your kingdom come. May your will be done. That was before Jesus was crucified and risen from the dead the Bible says after Jesus was risen from the dead, the kingdom is within us. The kingdom is here. And biblically, if you look it up in Vines Expository Bible Dictionary, it says the kingdom is wherever the king is. And the kingdom is wherever someone would acknowledge his kingdom. And I've been studying this particular theme for about 41 years now. I acknowledge that your kingdom has come and your will is being done on earth as it's being done in heaven. And may your kingdom power will, may it continue to come into and through me and you acknowledge that it's here, that it's there, not that once we die and go to heaven, well, then the kingdom comes. And she's like, "Why do I need to have my prayers answered when I get to heaven?" Well, we need to get our prayers answered now. Anyhow, Jesus says, "He will re, he will grant your verse this is a uh, John 16:23, your request. He will grant your request because you use my name." Okay. Could anybody, let's just say I had a 100,000 limit on my credit card. And I'm going to let you take it. Has my name on it. And I'm going to let you take it and just take care of what all your needs are for the rest of the year. Anybody need to use it for a wallet? If I give you two, three, my wife is one. I don't know why she raised her hand because she knows it ain't got good for another hundred thousand know. dollars. Maybe a hundred, I don't know. You know, but if someone offered that to you, all it takes is her name, or you know, you say, "Well, I don't really use credit cards." Okay, I can work your style too. Here we go. What's this called? It's a checkbook. Okay, just sign the. The check here. Just take it and just fill in whatever you want. Is that okay? Sounds good to me. Yeah. If I turn my back, someone's going to grab my checkbook and run off with of it, probably. But it takes a name. It takes a name on a checkbook. It takes a name on a credit card. And we understand this now uh, so simply. Because, he says, he, father, you know, you go directly to the father and ask him and he will, this is verse uh, 23, and he will grant your request because you use my name. Jesus said that. Are you using his name? Papa God, I come to you in the name of your son, Jesus, the savior of the world. I come to you in his name. It is so powerful that you use the name of Jesus. And the Bible says demons flee when there's things harassing you and just really messing with you and trying to make you panic and be fearful. And you can rebuke the devil in the name of Jesus, because I'll tell you what, they flee at the name of Jesus. We are the ambassadors of Christ. We are to represent him, you know. And the Father is willing to answer our request when we use His name. Now we're not talking about overcoming God's reluctance. Okay, God. Now I I want you. I know you don't want to help me, but I really. Ne- we're not trying to overcome God's reluctance. We're trying to access. Well, what Christ tells us throughout the Bible, we're trying to access God's goodness, God's provisions that he wants you to have. And the devil was trying to put fear and worry and anxiety that we'll never get these things, you know? God's willing to provide. Are you using the name? Are you using his name? 1 John chapter 2 Verse 1, it says, my dear children, I'm writing, this is John, I'm writing this to you so that you will not sin. Okay, John knows that sin is bad. We we reap all kinds of consequences because of our sin, and he's trying to really help us here, but don't get too hooked up on that yet. "My, My dear children, I'm writing this to you so that you will not sin, but... If you do sin, there is someone to plead for you before the Father. He is Jesus Christ. Are you all reading similar to what I'm reading here? He's Jesus Christ, the one who pleases God completely. I'm going to teach you how not to sin. But if you do sin anyhow, there's someone who's pleading for you. He says, Papa God, uh, this here is one of mine. I shed my blood to wash their sins away. And him and him and her and them and they and over there, are you using Jesus' name? Uh, We understand it in a checkbook and we understand it in a credit card. You got to use the name and there's pretty much power connected to that name but not like the power is connected to his name. And he says here in verse 2, he, Jesus Christ, who pleads for you before the Father, he is Jesus Christ, the one who pleases God completely. He is the sacrifice for our sins. He takes away not only our sins, but the sins of all, 100%. Of all the world. Is it possible. That Jesus going to a cross. If men and women believed it. He could forgive everybody. On the planet. Is that possible. Yes. So it says. He is a sacrifice for our sins. He takes away not only our sins. But the sins of all the world. Romans chapter 8 verse 34 says. Who then will condemn us. Who's going to condemn us. If Jesus. Pleads for us and forgives us of our sin. Well, really nobody. And then he goes on and says, with the question, it says, will Christ Jesus, will he condemn us? Who then will condemn us? Question mark. Will Christ Jesus? No. For he's the one who died for us and was raised to life for us. And is sitting at the place of highest honor next to God. Doing what? Papa God him and her and them and that. I died. I, I shed my blood. I gave my life. I went to hell for three days for them. That that They're mine. He is pleading to the Father on behalf of you, everybody on the planet. He's pleading for us. Now, we're going to cast a vote. Jesus votes for us. The devil votes against us and Our vote will cast the vote. Do we vote with Jesus? Jesus, you get me. Or we vote with the devil and he gets me. Think about that. Where's your vote? Go. Leviticus 19, 12. This Old Testament verse, it says, Do not, this is Papa God, do not use my name to swear a falsehood and so profane the name of your God. I am the Lord. God says, don't use my name. Jesus, use my name. Use my name. When you go to the Father, use my name. And Father says, don't use my name as a swear word. Can you get through one day if you're out in the work field without hearing somebody take God's name in vain? It's hard to. The devil stirs people up to do that because they know it doesn't honor God. And God says, do not use my name to swear a falsehood, and so profane the name of your God. I am the Lord. Well, well listen over here in Acts chapter 10, verse 43. He is, he is the one all, 100% of the prophets testified about, saying that everyone, there again, that's 100%, everyone who believes in him, talking about Jesus, will have their sins forgiven. Wow. Everyone who believes in him, Jesus, will have their sins forgiven through his, what? Name. Through his name. Wow. God's providence, you know, has been given to us through his name. His name is very significant. Very, very significant. Matthew chapter 12, verse 21, and his name will be the hope. And what's the word hope mean? Confident expectation for the future. And his, Jesus, and his name will be the hope of all. All is 100% the world. His name will be the hope of all the world. Give me a J. J. Give me an E. E Give me a s. s. Give me a u. u. Give me a s. s. What does it spell? Jesus. What does it spell? Jesus. What did you say? Jesus. Jesus. We never need to be ashamed of the name of Jesus. He's the one who went to the cross for you and me. He's the one who shed his blood to wash our sins away. He's the one who pleads to the Father on our behalf even to this day. He pleads for us. He tells us, go talk to the Father and just tell him I sent you. When we go knocking on the door, uh, Father, Father God, and then well Jesus, oh, come on out on in, sit down. Because Jesus was on a mission to seek and to save the lost. And Jesus has given you and me his name to come to the Father with. That's just the way it is. In Psalms 18, verse 10, it says, "...the name of the Lord is a strong fortress." This is Old Testament. That's talking about Almighty Papa God. The name of the Lord is a strong fortress, the godly run to him, into his name, and they are safe. John 16, verse 24. Now, we're picking up. Jesus said, you know, before the, after the resurrection, you don't ask me for anything. Just go straight directly to the Father and ask him, and he's going to grant your request. We pick up here in John 16, 24, and Jesus goes on to say, you haven't done this before. Anytime the disciples need something, they say, Jesus, what are we having for supper? You know, Jesus, this woman's bothering us. She, she, she's just picking and pestering us all the time. And Jesus, he heals her, casts demons out of her, whatever it is. But he says here in uh, John 16, 24, you haven't done this before. Ask using my name. Use my name. Ask using my name. You haven't done this before, but just ask the Father and use in my name and you will receive and you will have abundant joy. I think God answering our prayers will bring abundant joy, don't you think? Not only does it bring abundant joy to us when he answers our prayers, it brings abundant joy to God to answer our prayers. And Jesus says, just go straight to him. Let's pick up in verse 25. I have spoken of these matters in parables, but the time will come when this will not be necessary. And I will tell you plainly all about the Father. And then you will ask in my name. And then you will ask in my name. I'm not saying that I will ask the Father on your behalf. You have access to the Father through Jesus. Papa forgot. we just heard a siren off in the distance and I don't know who it was, but God bless all those who serve our communities like that. Their first responders, bless them. And whoever was in need, whatever's going on, We ask that you minister to those in need. It might be somebody we know. And just help them. And Lord, just answer their prayers and draw them unto yourself. We ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And amen. And saying in Jesus' name is not just like saying the end. Lord, do this, do this, do this. In Jesus' name, amen. And some people think it's just like saying the end. But it's something, it's obeying. Jesus, he said, You ask in my name. That's what he tells us. Verse 26, he says, Then you will ask in my name, and I'm not saying that I will ask the Father on your behalf, for the Father himself loves you dearly because you love me. That's what Jesus said. Papa God loves you because you love me. And you believe that I came from God. Do you believe that Jesus came from Father God Now, I was reading this a few years ago about these girls who had been uh, smuggled into America on a ship, somehow or another. Now, probably don't mean anything nowadays with the way our our world is going, but back then it did, and these girls were caught as they were being smuggled in to our nation. they were caught they were put on a boat. And all of them were a ship. Actually, they were taken back to their original home, and they were unwelcome here at that time. But one of those particular girls in her country, she fell in love with a military guy, and she married him. And he had to serve his time there and all. And then, when he was done serving his time and all, he came back to America. And guess what they did to the girl? They welcomed her with open arms. They welcomed her because she married one of our men. And she became one with him. And she was welcomed back into our nation. That's just the way it was. But listen to what the Bible says in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 6. It says, so we praise God for the wonderful kindness, wonderful kindness, He's poured out on us. He welcomes us because we belong to his dearly loved son. I like the King James, the way the King James says, it says we're accepted in the beloved because we are in relation with Jesus. Papa God accepts us because we're in a, a union. We're in a relationship with his son, Jesus. When Jesus says, you go and talk to Papa and tell him I sent you. When you say, well, Jesus said, come on in here. What is it that you need? And the scripture right there says he has poured out on us. These wonderful kindness he has poured out on us because we belong to his dearly loved son, his beloved. We are accepted because of our relationship with Jesus. The way that girl was accepted back into America Because of her relationship with one of our men were accepted because of Christ. That's just the way it is. Well, there was a beggar who stopped a lawyer on the street in a large southern city. Let me see if I have one of those things. And he asked the lawyer, he says, do you have, you know what that is? A quarter. Uh, this guy, I mean, he surely wasn't asking for much, was he? But anyhow, I was reading about this, and this beggar was asking the lawyer for a quarter. And taking a long, hard look into the man's unshaven face, the attorney asked, Don't I know you from somewhere? Well, you should. I'm your former classmate. Remember? Second floor. Old Main Hall? Why, Sam, of course I know you. Without further questions, the lawyer wrote a check for $500. Here, take this and get a new start. I don't care what's happened in your past. It's the future that counts now. And with that, the attorney hurried on. Tears welled up in the man's eyes as he walked to the bank near Fi. Stopping at the door, he saw through the glass the well-dressed tellers and the spotlessly clean interior. And then he looked at his filthy rags. They won't take this from me. They'll swear that I have forged it, he muttered as he turned away. The next day, the two men met again. Why, Sam, what did you do with my check? You gambled it away. Did you drink it up? No, said the beggar as he pulled out the check from his dirty shirt pocket and he told why he didn't cash it. Listen, friend, said the lawyer. What makes that check good is not your clothes or your appearance, but my signature. Now go and cash the check. Is that true? What if you're working hard and you're doing some of the hard, dirty jobs you just don't want to do, you put them off to the last moment, and you are just grubby and filthy. just And and your clothes are the worst ones you got because you don't plan on even cleaning them up. You're just going to burn them when you're done. <laughs> and so, But you got this big check that someone gives you, and you got to go cash it. And if you walk in there all grubby and all dirty and tousled hair and everything, Uh, will they? Will they cash that check for you? Yes, they will. And they'll say, is there anything we can do for you, ma'am? Anything else we can do for you, sir? Just let us know. As they give you your bundle of cash, and you walk out. Because it has nothing to do with you, what you're wearing, what you're driving. It has everything to do with whose name is on the check. And you, we aren't even halfway through this, or what I wanted to tell you about, but over and over and over again, you'll read in the Bible, Jesus says, use my name. Use my name. Don't even, when you pray, don't ask me to do anything. He's, did we read that together here already? Yes. Jesus says, don't ask me for nothing. Go directly to my Father and ask him and tell him, I sent you. Use my name when you go to Papa God. And he'll give you whatever it is that you request. And if you abide in me, you, you remain in close relation with me. And, and my word abides in you because now you know what my will is in your heart and in, in, in your, your head and, and in your heart and all. And then whatever you ask, you go over, over and over and over and over and over and over. He says, to ask. And Jesus says, use my name. Use my name. And we understand it because we use names on all kinds of stuff. You know, you got some kind of, a game. here's your name. It means something, but the name of Jesus means something even more so. Are you using his name when you pray? Papa God, I come to you in the name of your son Jesus who gave his life, his lifeblood to wash my sins away. And I'm coming to you and I'm asking you for help. I'm asking, I'm acknowledging that your kingdom has already come. And your will is being done here on earth the same way your will is being done in heaven. And, and I declare that your will is being done for for Judson Thomas, who is seeing the doctor right now. I declare that, that your kingdom and your will is functioning the way you wanted it to in my life. And it's, it's taking place in heaven right now. Amen. Study this thing figure out how it works because it does work faith rises up within our soul and faith comes by hearing his word and when you pray you pray the word and you use the name of Jesus and when fears and worries and anxieties and doubts attack you you cast them out in the name of Jesus be gone In the name of Jesus, be made whole. We ain't even gotten to all this where Jesus said that you're going to do greater works than he did. Has anybody read anything like that in your Bible yet? He said, you're going to do greater works than I did. Jesus said that. You're going to do greater works than I did. How can that possibly be? Well, he said it. And he set the whole thing up. So let's just find his ways. And he tells us he's going to lead us in the path, the best pathway for our life. And providence, provisions and protection and guidance and wisdom and discernment are all along the pathway that God has set up, the best pathway for our life. And he'll lead us and guide us. And if we'll follow him, everything we ever have ever wanted, ever needed, it's going to be there waiting for us. And we just need to learn how to access these promises. And Jesus said, use my name. Go to the Father. Tell them what you want. Don't forget, use my name. It's really important. Well, I would challenge you today, uh, if you have uh, an electronical Bible and you have the Version Bible, and you can go to where? Events, Events on Version, and you can look up Faith Living Church and the scriptures that I just shared with you, plus some I'm planning on sharing with you next week, maybe, you know, because I gave you two weeks of my notes. And uh, you can look up every scripture I've shared with you and read them again. Look at them in several different translations. Read them again for the first time and let faith rise up in your heart and your soul and build trust. So he's like, you are the truth. You are the way. You are the truth. You are the life. And I believe in you. And I'm going to use your name. And I'm going to use your word. And I'm going to pray your word. And there's life there. God, He don't stop answering prayers just because there's a pandemic going on. Does a pandemic scare, scare off Jesus? No, no, not at all. He loves you. He cares about you. Oh, listen, we all know we all have an appointment. We have an appointment. The Bible says, the "Appointment." And every man wants to die, and the after that comes to judgment. So, they all got an appointment with Him at some point in time. But we don't have to worry about that. It's just like yes. Today's not my day. Oh, rats. You know, because we love him so much. We can't wait to see him face to face. But meanwhile, let's just do what he's commissioned us to do. That's what he wants us to do. Well, I know we need to unplug right here. We all got busy days and all, but I'd like you to reaffirm your faith in Christ with me right now. And, And remember his name is so important. Don't ever forget his name. Jesus, his name is so important. And uh, all you guys who are joining us online, would you reaffirm your faith? And if you're here or you're online and you've never declared your faith to Jesus, would you either reaffirm it or declare it today? The name of Jesus, and welcome him into every area of your life. And then, John, going to take takes about a minute to pray for you. We've been talking about how to pray, and I believe that God wants to answer your prayers and meet your needs. Whatever they might be. So, would you bow your heads with me as we reaffirm and declare our faith? First off, and Susan, would you join me? Would you pray with me here this day? Heavenly Father.
0: Heavenly Father.
1: I believe that you love me.
0: I believe that you love me.
1: And you have plans and purpose for my life.
0: And you have plans and purpose for my life.
1: And that's why you sent your son Jesus.
0: And that's why you sent your son Jesus.
1: And he gave his life blood.
0: And he gave his life blood.
1: When he died on that cross.
0: When he died on that cross.
1: And he gave it to wash my sins away.
0: He gave it to wash my sins away.
1: And to fully pardon me.
0: And to fully pardon me.
1: I believe that Jesus rose from the dead.
0: I believe that Jesus rose from the dead. And
1: is knocking at the door of my heart.
0: And He's knocking at the door of my heart.
1: I open wide that door.
0: I open wide that door. And
1: I welcome Jesus.
0: And I welcome Jesus.
1: Into every area of my life.
0: Into every area of my life.
1: As my Savior.
0: As my Savior. As my Lord. As my Lord. And As
1: my soon coming King.
0: And as my soon coming King.
1: In Jesus' name.
0: In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.
1: And before you leave, I just want to pray for you briefly in the name of Jesus and to acknowledge that his kingdom has come and his will is being done. I want to pray just a brief prayer for you. And if you have a need, whatever it might be, you don't have to tell me what it is. I just want to ask you to stand and stand also for the needs of loved ones that you have. You don't have to tell us what it is we're just going to pray just a real brief prayer for you right now. Papa God, you see the faith that's causing men and women, boys and girls here and at other places to stand, expecting that you're going to work some great miraculous miracle in their life. And we do believe that, Papa God. Yes. We acknowledge that your kingdom has come. We acknowledge that your will is being done on earth as your will is being done in heaven, not one day, but today. Yes. Oh, Papa God, may each one who is in this room and those that they're standing in the gap for, may each one experience a miracle in their own lives. May they never be the same. May they begin to declare that the best truly is yet to come. May they begin to truly declare that all things are working together for good, Because I love God and I'm called according to his purpose. Work miracles in these lives who are here today and in the lives of those who are standing in the gap for.
0: Father, we thank you, Lord, that you see every need. Lord, we see in your word that it says that that you know what we have need of even before we ask. That's right. Father, you know every need that is being represented here today. And Father, we just commit those needs to you. Lord, we ask that you would work in behalf of these people that are standing and also in behalf of those that they're standing in the gap for. Yes, Father, Lord. Father, we ask that you would bring healing, that you would yes, bring Papa hope. Yes, Papa God. Father, that you would bring provision, that you would bring peace. Yes, Papa that God. That you would bring protection, yes. Father. Lord, we ask that you would just restore relationships that yes, you would Papa deliver God. from addictions. Father, we ask that you would give direction, oh God. Yes, Papa God. And Father, we just commit every need here to you. And we yes, thank Lord. you that we can trust you. Yes, you are and Lord, just we You said for us to ask, and we're asking. we're asking. You said for us to seek, and we're seeking, Lord. You said yes. for us to knock, and that it would be open, Yes, Lord. Papa God. And we just trust you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen.
1: In Jesus' name, amen.